all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. It's Nat, Justin, and Karima. So we have made it. We have made it, as in the podcast has made it, and the Warriors have made it to the All-Star break. They needed it. They needed it. And um, they made it one game over 500. So progress. Um, They survived tonight. It was a survival game because honestly, I don't know what it is about them. Maybe they just don't need to get up big in games, Justin. Maybe <laughs> Karima, if they just keep it like within five to eight points, that will guarantee a win. Because it seems like when they get up to like 15 or more points, they just don't know how to act. And it's always like late in the third or like fourth quarter. They just start... I don't know. The the shot quality becomes worse. And I'm not saying that the other teams don't step step up. We didn't record a pod last night, so we can talk about the Clippers. But let's start with the Jazz, since tonight is the Jazz game. But I didn't really feel like the Jazz was doing something so great defensively. They were playing some of the passing lanes, and the Warriors kept doing silly-ass passes. And... Um, you know, but I, I thought, like, the shot quality was not great. I thought, like, they weren't taking the best shots. Um, they seemed rushed, you know, like, instead of just, like, eating some of the clock, making sure they had good possessions. Now, I could be wrong. That's what I observe. So I definitely would love Justin's expertise and want to know what you think, Karima. But I just thought that I just kept watching the lead go down. And with each possession, I'm like, what are these, like, what are these shots? Like, why are you doing this? Why is this so hard? There's like two to three minutes left. Can you just slow down, take good shots, be smart? Mm-hmm. Like, can you just do that for a three-minute period? The answer was no. The answer was actually no, they could not. And <laughs> thankfully, the Utah Jazz just missed their final shot. Like, that's all I could say because they could not do that. Um, and Steph was missing free throws tonight. So it was just a kind of bizarre night, you know, Draymond said on his pod before, like, you got to sometimes steal some games. You're not supposed to win. That was a game. I mean, let me say that that's a game they were supposed to win, but then they started acting stupid. And so they should have lost, but thankfully they made it out. So mm-hmm. anyway, here we are with them one game over 500. We'll start tonight with ladies first. So Karima, what did you think? I mean, you were spot on with the late game execution. That's where it just, granted, yes, uh, the lead started eking, just like Fitz said, leaking oil. That is what started to happen. And then I think also what happens is that the fatigue factor weighs in heavily. You're on a back-to-back. Now you're in altitude and you traveled so all of those things working together and how much effort you put into the game the night before, and then you get that gut punch of a loss. So this, I just think late game, your fatigue, your brain is no longer functioning. And it's just, now you're, now you're just throwing up stuff. You're making passes that, why are you throwing it there? There is no reason for that. Uh, just, all of those things just folding into almost a complete collapse because it didn't 
It didn't all the way go away, but we were this close of just a <laughs> I full was prepping on for a pod when we were coming on to talk about the Warriors blowing my lead. I, I just, I was, you know, Ajita. I was just like, no, this cannot be happening. Please make it stop. And so, <laughs> and then here we are on the other side of it, thankfully, but a huge sigh of relief just, just to get out of there and get to this brick because that's what happens. It's like senioritis to me. You're, you know that, okay, a break is coming up and then everybody's just like a rush to the finish line there. But look, we, we got the win and that's what counts. That's what's in the column, a W, and we'll take it. But this definitely has to get figured out. So hopefully this break allows them to regroup. Take it away, Justin. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, I think the table was set for a collapse when Steve put out that completely confusing lineup with no Steph, no Clay, no Draymond, no Gary, no JK. It's like these are your five most dynamic players, like, as far as like what they can do defensively between Draymond and Gary and what they can do offensively between Steph Clay and JK, those are your three top scorers. So you probably need at least one of them on the court, probably need at least one of Draymond and Gary on the court to establish, you know, some type of defensive intensity, you know, like Wiggins was out there. He's out there pretty much by himself. Like Dario and Loon just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, Dario just doesn't make sense period at all anymore. Like, I don't know I mean, what it's going to yeah. take for him to come back, but he's not been good. And he, I don't want to see him anymore. Yeah. I mean, he had a good first half, but you can't, he's one of those dudes that you just can't play too much. Like you try him for a little bit. He's playing well. All right. That's, that's your stint for the night. Like we're not going to over push it. Like when you, when you push it over the top, then the, the flaws are going to start to come out, especially at that point in the game where jazz are desperate, their best players are on the court and it's like, you're up comfortably but it's the it's 2024 in the nba like team is going to hit three threes in like two minutes yeah like a 19 point lead is like a seven point lead really um so play your better players at the beginning of fourth put them away and then you can put in your garbage time lineup to finish that game out so i think what yeah. annoyed me the most was that pass to um trace under the basket and like it was like like why like what what do you expect him to do in that moment when there's like three jazz around him? Yeah, yeah. that that it was just Dario. Where, like, where why did you think? And like, I'm sorry, like none of y'all are good at cross court passes. Just stop it. Right. And transition, not ever. Like, stop doing them. You yeah. tell you telepath them. People know they're coming. They hop into the lane. They grab it. It's a fast break points mm -hmm. off turnovers like just stop them stop please yeah. stop like There's i don't like know five or six of them completely just pick six every time like, do we need to hold signs up like do they like what is it please stop them <laughs> it's like it's like kid stuff it's like oh he's open over there they don't see the <laughs> defender right there that's waiting for you to throw it it's so, <laughs> yeah completely like it causes me anxiety. Not even anxiety. It makes me angry, like irrationally angry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they run it back to back. I guess you can give them some benefit of the doubt as far as like fatigue level and mental fatigue. But some of this stuff is just like, bro, this is like basketball 101. You can't, exactly. you can't not see the defender right there. 
And I don't, I don't give them a fatigue fast because they were sort of lethargic to start the game and then they like got out of it. Right. And it's like, okay, I do get it. Second out of back to back, but it's like, Steph, you haven't had to do this much. Clay Carey did what he needed to do, right? Andrew was giving you a solid game. Others were tripping in. I mean, they had how, – how many points did they have in the first half? I think 84. 84? Yeah, that's what I was thinking it was. And Steph didn't score the bulk of them, right? Like, yeah. so I think – was he still in single digits at that point? Yeah. Probably. He had nine points. So it's like – to me, after you do all of that, you can focus for two to three minutes. Like, that's all you need. It's just like, that's it. All right, let's just be serious about these last few minutes. And we going into the break, y'all. We going into the break. Couldn't even get that. So, you know, it's like they won, and I'm happy they won and that they're over 500. But it's not one of those wins that feels good. Now, I will say, like, on the Warriors pregame today – they were discussing if after the Clippers loss, like, did the Warriors regress? And I didn't feel like that after the Clippers game. I was annoyed that they gave the lead literally the same way that they did before. But because they'd won however many in their last number of games and because of the way they played most of the game, like, what I felt like last night was wasn't even, like, a fatigue thing. It was just, like, one of those, like, we have a big lead, we let up. You know, we let our foot off the gas. Um, and it's unfortunate because they could have beaten that Clippers team. Um, but they didn't, right? So, like, with that, I, was, I wasn't I was actually that annoyed by it. But it was just like, come on, man. Like, this is a game you could have had. And it was in chase, you know? Um, and you just can't keep – this is the same exact way you lost to this team. I want them, when they lose to a team, to have pride the next time they pay, play them and not want to beat them again, right? Like – I don't know. Manifest the hate that you once had for the Clippers, right? And do it. Because the same way Draymond got up for the Suns and got all worked up, get yourself worked up for for the Clippers. Like, do something. So I was frustrated by that loss, but not not the way that I am tonight. Because it's just like, if you would have showed me the signs from the very beginning, I would have been like, all right, back to back. I get it. They're tired. They're older. And even with that, it's like there's some stats I think that um, Fitz was saying on the air about like their offensive, um, you know, their efficiency or something like that, like in back-to-back games. Like they have one of the higher ones, I think only behind OKC. And then on top of it, you have lots of young dudes on this team, right, that you can like get something from. Moody, who you didn't play tonight. Trace, who you could play many more minutes. Pods. I know Kaminga wasn't having like a great night, but still you have a lot of young legs that you can like throw out on a back-to-back like this who are positive players who can help you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would get it if like, if Moody had been bad, like the last two games, like the first game he was rusty when he came back, but he was solid last night. So, and thankfully that was the night that Kerr was there. Cause I know if he would have, did what he did the night with Kenny. He probably wouldn't even seen the game the next day. In fact, I think he probably only saw the game because was there somebody in foul trouble? I can't remember, but I feel like that might've been the reason why. But you have young legs you can use. You don't even have to, and I consider Andrew Wiggins still young. So you don't have to like force 
the older guys to do like a crazy amount of minutes. So I do feel like I'm just not willing to give them the tired back to back excuse, Karima. Well, I would push back on that because you could see on Curry's face, he was tired. But again, he's carried a huge load throughout this win streak that with all of the travel, because they, they were just in Utah sure. and then, you know, and everything is just, but he was carried all night. Over. They didn't need much right. from tonight. So but, that's what I'm saying. It's like, no, but he, he was still out there. They but just he was still out there in the last screens, playing defense, like just cause he wasn't getting all those shots up, but he was still out there working, but you could see that he's sucking air, but he's, He's out there. It's not not just him. I'm not just putting it on him. You could see that in Curry's face. But my point is that you have enough players that, like, even if Curry's tired, like, there's there's still, you know, Pods look like he was full of energy. My point is that they have lots of young legs, right? Put Trace out there. Get some lobs from him. Get some easy buckets. You don't have to lean into your vets. So that's why I'm saying, like, I don't really care about the back-to-back because you guys mustered enough energy to put up 84 points in the first half to to then for Clay to go off in the third quarter. You mustered enough energy to get through most of the game. So I don't want to hear for the final three minutes, like, you just can't focus and muster energy. Like, if it was lethargic and like that the entire game, I'd just be more willing to accept that. That's all. Yeah, I think in that final stretch, they they had enough energy. It was just – it seemed like their process was a little bit off. And then, like, at that point, the Jazz was already, like – They were going, like, crazy at that point, right? They, they, yeah. they had built up some momentum. They were hitting every shot. I mean, they were hitting threes all game, but they really had a surge at the end there. And then, like I said, that lineup to start the fourth kind of set them behind the eight ball. And then it's like, all right, win the game, guys. Like, go go back in and fix everything. And that's just like a tough um, position to be in. And at that point, you know, it just seemed like Clay cooled off, right? He was a little bit cold. Steph yep. was definitely cold uh, late in the game. I mean, he was kind of cold the whole game, oh, but whole game. right. He was like pressing a little bit, missing some shots, um, trying to get to the rim. The Jazz were really loading up on him. So it was just at that point, the momentum has shifted so much to the Jazz that it was just like, all right, just kind of hobble across the finish line the best way you can. But, yeah, I mean, it's no excuse for, to miss those free throws late. Um, you know, the defensive mistakes, the rebounding mistakes, really no excuse. But Multiple missed rebounds. Yeah. Two nights in a row. But, like, this, like so many times, like, if you just grab the board, they couldn't even do that. Justin, what do you think about the fact that, like, even now, okay, you've gotten more offensive firepower from Kaminga. Um you know, you you have some other weapons that you've discovered now. Why is it that their their crunch time offense is always just Steph save us, Steph do like? I just feel like I get that they don't have another um, person who can create for themselves. Like they have other people who can play make, but not like necessarily self creators. I get that. I get that. But I still feel like they have enough people who can make decisions, can do something with the ball in their hands, that like we could get some other stuff to run besides, okay, let's just get the ball to Steph 
and have him do it because he can do it a lot of the times, but that just still seems hard and it seems difficult. And I just don't understand why they can't come up with something else. Um, I mean, it seems to me that the skill sets of the other players that's out there just don't lend themselves to generating anything good because. But is that true? Because I see like since Draymond has come back a few times, I see him like they kind of stall and he'll like go get a layup. He'll like, right. He'll do other things. You're mm. telling me they can't ever create like at that point in the game an easy look for Kaminga at the rim. They can't do anything else. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like the other guys have all these other skills they can do, but I just it cannot be that the only thing you can generate is get the ball to Steph and hope he makes a three or he does something like, yeah. cause especially because he's getting so much attention. Other guys are out there. They can't mm. get anything else. I mean, this is why I've been saying Clay needs to finish the games <laughs> kind of regardless of what he's doing out there, but like they, they can get JK shots at the rim. Right. Like, but they only get them when Steph draws two people. So it's like, it's only when that, three on one, three on two happens and Draymond can throw that lob or he can dump it down or something like that. But that play doesn't happen unless Steph brings Draymond's defender with him away from the basket. Now, I mean, looking at the other players, it's like, okay, you throw the ball to JK. He's not really like a great ISO score from perimeter and teams aren't going to let him just get an ISO post up at the end of the game. Um, Mm -hmm. They can try to get one, but that's just not going to happen. Wiggins, I wouldn't really trust to generate anything offensively um, at the end of games. Um, and then Pods and Draymond are like two of the same where it's like teams are going to play off at them a little bit. And if you want to put your late game offense in the hands of Pods making threes or Draymond making threes, it's like that's just not going to get you anything. Um, so with that lineup specifically, it kind of it dissolves into, all right, Steph, pull somebody's defender away from them. We pass it to that open person and we try to play from there. And – that's just it is what it is. Like <laughs> now, this is why I brought Clay up because when Clay's in the game, he at least can bring his defender and another defender with him when he's moving off the ball as well. Uh, we saw it at the end of the game of the Clippers game. Like he was sitting for most of that fourth quarter. He came in, he ran that pin down with Draymond. Draymond got wide open, going to the basket. He kicked out the pause, pause hit the three, and then he obviously made the very dumb mistake of fouling Russell Westbrook immediately after that. But that's just what I'm saying. Like teams respect clay in a way that they don't respect any of the other players, but Steph on the team. Mm-hmm. So that helps generate. But in most of these games, players. clay has been there. So like when I'm asking that question, I'm saying that with clay on the court and I mm-hmm. still see them only like get it to Steph, get it to Steph. Like I'm just, I, you know, to me, it's not even about like if clay's on or off, it's just, you guys can't come up with anything better. You've known for a very long time that you don't have a secondary creator. You've had enough time to see what the skill sets are of each player. You can't come up with any creative plays or something that y'all can utilize or go to. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, because if it's always just go to Steph and the teams know it's just go to Steph, like, it's going right. to always be very hard. Mm-hmm. I think, but you do see some of that getting mixed in because even late in this game, you did see the dribble handoffs happening, Draymond getting the layups, um, Kaminga going in, getting the lobs and stuff. So you did see that. Yes, we went on that whole like four minute drought. That tonight. Yeah, we saw that. They got a few layups. Um, They did. 
Right, and, but that's like in front of Dre, that. meaning like that he's the only one. No, I, I said, and Kaminga was in there with the lob and everything like that. But it's also other players. You got what time in the game was that? Too. Are you saying this? I, I this was in the fourth though. This was in the right, fourth. but I'm talking about and, crunch time. I'm talking about those final few minutes, and I don't see other players besides stuff like like even if you're right. saying it's one game tonight as a general matter that's not what i've seen this is a, like i tweet this every game almost like i'm watching and i'm like there's nothing it's like every game so like mm-hmm. when dre came back i noticed a concerted effort from him he's like all right i'm gonna just that's great but keep doing that draymond or we need other people to do something you know it's like right. it, it just cannot be only step to me that is ridiculous I agree. I agree. I just think also those players need to take a more proactive role. You know that late in the game, the teams are going to target Steph. And isn't that always what we're saying? Oh, put the ball in your best player's hand at the end of the game, yada, yada, yada. But it's also, okay, we're doing that. But it does take the rest of the players on the court to make things happen, make Agree, yourself that's available. Plan. That's their team plan. So if that's what they, they work on, they're that's like, okay, the play. We're yep. do. so I can't say like, oh, they should go off script and do something else. You know, they're not mm. going to do that. You know, pause is maybe the only one who even has the guts to maybe even do something like that. Like even Jonathan Kaminga, as cocky as he is, when it starts to get late, you see him just looking for stuff. Right. And I remember, I forget what game it was a few games ago where I'm like, I really feel like if he would have just gone to the rim, they could have got something because there was like a brief moment. I don't think you were with us that night, Justin, but I think whatever game it was, it was just me and Kareem. We talked about it and like he had an opening, but like, it was just like, he was so focused on trying to get the ball to Steph that that didn't even happen. And that to me, that's, that's coach. That's a philosophy of the team, right? That's not something where um, they're doing that because that's the philosophy of the team. Yeah. And that's been something that we've been kind of worried about all season. Like even from the beginning of the season, you look at the roster and you're like, there's really no guy on a team that you can see they're going to be comfortable running offense through or around or even going off. I wouldn't even say going off script, but like, like you said, just being um, dynamic in a way that they can, you know, acknowledge that Steph is the go-to guy down the clutch, but just make plays on their own. And since they don't have that or they don't feel comfortable in the guys that they do have, Steve is just pretty much like he doesn't empower them to do that. And I just yeah. feel like you have to because it's only gonna get tighter become, yeah. as the postseason comes. Right. So you you have to start trying things like that and empowering them so they're comfortable later. For sure. I, I just don't get it. I mean, the script is very it's, it's very obvious at this point. It's Steph and Draymond high pick and roll and they're going to try to get it downhill. I mean, it's going to work like most of the time, but a lot of t- is it's starting to work less and less and less and less. And it's becoming Steph, keep dribbling, keep dribbling, keep dribbling. Like, <laughs> like, oh, they've, they've taken this pass away. All right. Or you don't feel comfortable throwing this pass to Draymond in this position. So you're going to keep dribbling, gnashing, gnashing, gnashing. That's what it's called. Like, we just keep dribbling under the basket. And he's going to keep doing that until he gets a late shot clock grenade and tries to throw something up or get a foul. And yeah, they got to diversify that attack at some point. So maybe use them as a screener a little bit more in the clutch. They do it any every other time of the game. 
Anything else about this Utah Jazz game? I mean, Clay looked good. Um, he came off the bench. He said, "It's funny." He said, "Yeah, he fresh legs. legs." Yeah, that don't really make sense there? to me, but I think he, yeah, it was definitely bullshit. I mean, I don't know how you can have fresher legs to come into a game coming off the bench. <laughs> I can see if he said, "Yeah, I had fresher legs in the in the fourth quarter because I came off the bench, played less minutes." But he said it. I had fresher legs going into the game. I oh, think it was just a. I think maybe playing in the thing. Was know? he trying to say like he waited longer to play? So his I don't know. Does that even make sense? I don't think that makes sense to me. Well, listen, whatever, what, whatever you want to tell yourself, right? To to help to pump to motivate you to keep you like connected in the game. That's what you tell yourself. So it is what it is. Yeah. He came off the bench. He got to work. So that was the the point of it. Stay focused, stay locked in, do what you have to do. And that's yeah. what he did. Yeah, I thankfully. Think that's what it was. Okay, so whether he's telling himself stories or not, I want to know do we think coming off the bench aided him in any way? Um and whether it did or didn't, um thoughts on him coming off the bench? Um, I mean, I think it, I think it did only because they made a concerted effort to feature him in the offense when he came off the bench. I think when he starts, it's like the Steph and JK show now. And a lot of times, like I, I tweeted this today, I said like, Clay is not the type of player where you, where you can just say like, get your offense within the flow, right? Like, because teams aren't going to allow him to get the offense in the flow. They're going to face guard him. They're going to send two people at him and stuff like that. So it's not the type of dude where it's like, yeah, you'll get your open shots if you just play off of these other guys. He can't play off of other guys because defense don't let him. So, like, you have to, you know, have him coming off double screens, have him catching the ball, curling into mid-ranges and stuff like that, and say, like, we're this play is designed to get Clay a shot, like a high-quality shot, because if he doesn't, He's going to be out of rhythm, and then when he finally does touch the ball, he's going to shoot some some quick. And it's like, well, you're hijacking the offense. Like, well, yeah, he hasn't got a shot in like five minutes. But um, so I think when he came off the bench today, first play of the game when he checked in was get him that mid range shot off the out of bounds. He ended up missing it, but it was a good shot. And then from there, he was kind of in rhythm. From there, they just kept looking for him, kept looking for him. So whether he starts or comes off the bench, I think if they look for him and try to get him open screen for him, he'll be more consistent. He'll be better. Um, so I don't really care whether he starts or comes off the bench. It just makes more sense for the team if they feature him a little bit more. Same thing with Jonathan. When they started featuring him, he started playing better, more consistent. Like Steph, Clay, and Jonathan, your three best scorers, you got to kind of act like it. You can't just be like, well, it's only two at a time. Like either we featuring Steph and Clay and no Jonathan or Steph and Jonathan and no Clay. It's like you can do all three. Like I don't, I don't understand why they don't try that. So that's my assessment of it what did you think Karima? i i thought it was um it was it was a good uh play right there have him start maybe getting comfortable coming off the bench kind of like introducing that that hey maybe sometimes we're gonna have you come off the bench other times you're starting but the point is we just need you to be locked in and give off more of a positive vibe or whatever in each game. That's it. So I was fine with it. Was I shocked? I was surprised only because it was just like, oh, wow, hmm, he's coming off the bench. First time. All right, no problem. But let's let's see how his game evolves 
when that happens. And he showed out and we needed it. And that was fantastic. So who knows coming off of the break when we're back, he's probably back in the starting lineup. Maybe it's just going to be how they work it with, Hey, if it's a back-to-back, let's have him come off the bench on back-to-backs or, or whatever, who's to say, but at least they introduced it. And now, you know, there should be no like hard feelings or whatever. If they say, Hey, tonight's tonight, you know, you'll, you'll come off the bench, but it's really about when you get into play, are you holding up your end of the bargain? That's really what it is. So, and he did that. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I don't really care either. Who starts. (laughs) Um, I, I truly don't care who starts. Um, I know that I don't I don't know that they have a set lineup that's best for closing. That's um that's my only takeaway right now. Like I know that the lineup that started today is a super positive lineup, just like in terms of you know the data. Um, but I don't know if that means that it should be your closing lineup, right? Like obviously clay in the lineup is still a good choice too. So um, I would like them to figure out who should be closing. <laughs> um, Cause at this point, I feel like more of their struggles are coming end of game. So I would sort of, I would just, if it's like, I would just like them to have like a sense of, even if it's not going to be the same five, you know, if there's going to be variations with Gary or if there's going to be variations that don't include clay, whatever. I just need them to kind of start getting that together. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm sure clay cares, but I don't care who starts. Um, you're still going to play a lot of minutes. And um, I don't know. I don't know if like the benching really helped this game or not. I think. You know, I think you're going to have good games from Clay still. And I think sometimes you're not, you know, and I just think that's sort of for the most part who he is as a player. Now, Um, when you talk about featuring him in the offense or just featuring him in general, um, you know, it's interesting to me because remember last year when we always talk about JP and I used to always be like, we'd say they don't have the right pieces around Jordan for him to really thrive and excel in that second unit. And that's why I used to largely defend Jordan because people were like, why does he want to start? Like, he hasn't earned that. He just needs to come off the bench, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I didn't think Jordan should start because I didn't think the numbers reflected that Clay starting was still the better lineup, right? So, that's really what it was. Um, but I understood like why he wanted to start. Um, and I would always say, look, if you put Clay in the second unit, he's going to struggle just like JP, right? Because the right pieces aren't there to like support, support him. So I felt it was unfair that the fan base was always like, oh, JP sucks. He's not doing like, 
he did have some issues, but I'm just saying, it's like, they also didn't do anything to help him, right? Mm -hmm. Like they put him in a lineup and wanted him to be like Steph. He's not Steph. And it, the, 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 the surrounding pieces weren't great. So I just think, cause I feel like everyone gets impacted, right? By that second lineup or pods actually is okay if he comes off the bench, but like, I think, yes, I do think Kaminga should be starting, but I also think a lot of the difference in, you know, his play and how he took off, I think a function of that was moving into the starting lineup, right? And so that's what I'm saying. Like, everyone is going to play better next to Steph. Everyone is going to, you know, look better. And not everyone can thrive in that second unit, right? Like, one of the reasons, and obviously the team looks very different, but that was like part of the whole Harrison Barnes starting versus Andre coming off the bench. Harrison would perform better in the starting lineup where Andre could still perform with the second unit, right? And so, and thankfully Andre, ego, it wasn't a, I don't want to say it wasn't a big deal, but like he was really good about it. And so figuring out like who are the best players to have and coming off the bench and then having the right pieces around them, like not just for this year, to me is going to be so important going forward because you have to have the right pieces around these guys coming mm. off the bench. I see a lot of people tweeting about, no, it's going to be great when Chris Paul comes back. Justin, I know you tweeted about this. I tweet about Trace almost nightly. Play him, play him with Clay. Like it works, but a lot of people are like, man, when you put Chris Paul in there, that second unit is going to look so good. And I'm like, is it? Is it? I don't know, Justin. What do you think about that? <laughs> I, mean, I think it has potential. I mean, I think. You've seen those tweets, right? Of course. Chris Paul comes to the bench going to do so much for Clay and Dario. <laughs> it's not going to fix their defense. I mean, Clay's not bad on defense, but like <laughs> when you, the more negative defenders that you add around players who are not guys who drive your defense is not going to be a good outcome. So if they play Trace with CP, I think that can work, right? We see how many shots he altered at the rim today, um, how many rebounds he secures and how he uses his athleticism and his size. So that can help. But, yeah, I guess we're just going to have to see. I mean, I'm guessing it's going to be CP3, Pods, Clay, you know, running that second unit from the perimeter. I don't know. <laughs> Dario's getting in there. You know he's going to be Dario's in that be second in there, I guess. Dario's he is. <clears throat> so, um, I, can't, I can't see that lineup being, like, amazing. Maybe it, does, maybe it is. Maybe offensively it clicks. Maybe CP3 is just what Dario needs to get the, the looks that he was getting earlier in the season where he was actually scoring well, and maybe it helps Clay too. Who knows? but I guess we just got to see it. I, I'm not going to anticipate it, that it's going to be something like amazing that everybody thinks is going to be for Clay. Like I said, well, I mean, maybe Chris Paul is a guy who who is looking to dish, right? So maybe it is better for Clay, right? I think Clay's issues, aside from him just missing open shots, being in his head, missing shots, is like I said, they don't feature him in the offense anymore. So he's not going to be consistent. If they, if they do that, he's going to be more consistent. He might not be as consistent as he used to be when he was 27, I think he's going to definitely be better than what we saw in the last month. So starts and ends with that for me. But whether or not Chris Paul is a guy who does that for him, 
maybe he is. We'll see. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Karima, um, when they come back after All-Star break, is Trace going to have an actual spot in the rotation consistently? Because I think, <clears throat> I think the best version of this team includes Trace regularly in the rotation. I agree, and I with, do like, hope. Go ahead. With at least 15 minutes. I would say 15 to 20 minutes. And I would be on the higher end of that as well. 20 minutes would be great to see because, again, I think he needs to get this feel. We're, like, tossing him in to, to spots and things, and you can see, hey, Look at this. He's looking good, looking good. Yes, he's going to foul a lot or whatever, but that's just kind of like getting the jitters out. But we have to give him some room to breathe and get these reps in because in the playoffs, we're still going to need him unless we've picked up someone off the buyout market that's going to, you know, but he's kind really of push I don't down. even know. Right, like, but that's I'm just saying like I'm not he's someone, but he's really good. Right. Like he really helps us literally every time he comes into the game. <clears throat> yeah. I, he's yeah, kind of like our Moses money. Twice. I haven't <clears throat> seen him like come in. Cause I, I I feel like there's more times like with Moody. I still want Moody to play. But I'm just saying, I feel like there's more times with Moody where it's just like, okay, he's out of rhythm, he hasn't, you know, whatever. And also like Kerr is not going to give them that much time to get in a rhythm. But I don't like, I think there's maybe we have one, maybe two. And I'm saying maybe two because I can't remember. But I only remember once, like Trace sort of like came in and just didn't do what he normally does. Every time Trace comes in the game, he um, alters shots at the rim, he gets them rebounds. It looks like they're like, like kids in candy shops. They just love throwing the ball up to him to like finish things. Um, he helps the defense. Like he just does a lot of, you know, good things, right? Like you can run pick and roll with him. Like I just, I don't get it. Like Kerr's lack of confidence or trust or uneasiness when it comes to Trace. There's nothing that Kevon Looney is doing right now or Dario, that 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 can be showing you that they should be getting more of those minutes over him. So I just want to know: Will he, Cream? Will he realize it this season? Will he realize it in enough time so that Trace gets the reps ahead of the postseason? I mean, I I really I hope so. If I had a crystal ball. I mean, I tell you definitively what it is, but all I can do is hope and pray that Steve and Kenny, since Kenny does do the rotations, realize you might want to put this dude in here and let's ease off of Dario ever playing the five again in his life. Um, you know, because that 
is just not a winning recipe at all. And he probably <laughs> feels bad about that too. Like he's probably embarrassed that he gets cooked so so badly. He's probably like, damn, yeah. man, y'all keep putting me at the fire. Like, I'm not. He like, I don't want to do this. Me. Like, <laughs> not me. <laughs> I would be is, like, I would be like that. This is not my jam here. <laughs> but I really do, I do hope that they really take a good look at what they have in Trace and really just kind of just let it fly. Let's, I mean, as soon as we come back, we're playing the Lakers and, it, you know, it's like right out the gate. Like, can we get, can we get a day off, please? But, um, yeah. So I don't know where Trace fits in that whole mix, but I don't care. Throw him out there. Just, just get him out there. Let him get, you know, boom, boom in the chest or whatever. But <laughs> just so he could start feeling what it's actually could potentially feel like throwing thrown into a playoff uh, game. Just something. I agree. I mean, he's he he produces. He I mean, he provides things that they need. I mean, I think the same reason why Moody isn't playing is why Trace isn't playing. Is, I mean, Loon and Lester and Dario, they they move the ball quicker. They know what to look for when they catch the ball in, in certain areas where Moody and Trace. Why didn't you just send her to do that? Why didn't you just send her to do that? You really don't. You really don't. I mean, I can even give a little pass with Moody, but what? Like, why does Trace need to do those things? Right. Like I was watching one play today where they hit Loon on a short roll and he he faked a handoff or something like that. And he drove downhill and passed it to JK on a, on a cut. It's like Trace would never make that play, but like Trace would just catch it and just probably try to dunk it instead. It's like, I mean, I would rather have the guy that's going to try to dunk it, like to be honest. Right. Like, <laughs> I just feel like Trace is easy buckets. Yeah. And like, he is. And why don't more, you just want easy buckets? It's why way does more it valuable. Have to come through this complicated offense. Like, we can't just get some easy buckets? And, and those things are way more valuable, especially off the bench, than the play-connecting stuff that Draymond's already going to do and Pods is already going to do for 90% of the game anyway. You know what I mean? So you need somebody who's going to set these pin downs and just dive and dunk the ball. When two people go with Steph and two people go with Clay, he's going to catch it and he's going to dunk it. Like, it's I feel like Chase could have double and, every night, and he can pass out of the short road too. It's not like he's dissecting the defense, but he sees somebody that he knows he probably has a hard time finishing over, or a defense shifts over. He makes that that pass to the corner like pretty consistently, and I think he'll get even better at it if he just gets more reps. So, I mean, and then defensively, it's not even close at this point. He's so much more mobile and active. Yeah. You know, he may get a foul here and there just from jumping, or he might jump himself out of position every now and then, but it's not like every play. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's rare, actually. So, like, I would just lean into to him being at the five whenever Draymond isn't on the court, which is probably, like, 15 minutes out of the game. Like, Draymond is playing, what, how many minutes did he play today? 29. So, like, his his normal average would be a 29 to 33 or something like that. Just give all the other center minutes to Trace. Like, it's no need. To see if Loon got it today, if Dario got it today, right, right. I don't have it. It's kind of like start out with Trace, let him. Yeah, let him mess and, up, and then you bring right, him. and then you be like, hey, all right, just let let's get you a little break. Let's get you a yeah. little break, Trace. Loon, go ahead. We don't need to see Dario at the five, so Loon, go ahead. Right. If you're gonna bring, I mean, you can bring Dario in as the four off the bench. Like I think that right. should be a limited thing. I would rather put 
I'd rather really try Moody at the four, honestly. But um, yeah, let Trace get the first rotation every time yeah. to see how much of a difference it makes. Yeah. Same thing with Moody and Lester, to be honest. Like I like Lester, but it's yeah, just a, a ceiling to what he can do on the court. Um, and I like the, some of the things that he is doing, but I think it's just redundant. Whereas like you, I would rather have a redundancy in athleticism and finishing and, and length than a redundancy in like ball handling and like dribbling and stuff like that. Like pods is already providing a lot of that. You don't right. need too much of that. Like, but you, you, you can never have too many defenders. You can never have too many, you know, athletes out there. Like just play your athletes. I don't care about the connecting passes and stuff like that. Just play people who are going to get a stop. Like, because Sexton and Keontae was out there doing whatever they wanted all oh night. Oh, my God. George, I don't want to see him no more. Like, what was yeah, that? Yeah, I was like, dude, what? Tough, but, come, I mean, like. Like, I was like, is he about to uh, break Clay's record on threes the way he was shooting those? Like, I was like, y'all better stop playing because he's getting too close to the record. Yeah. Make it <laughs> I don't know how much he finished with, but he had like nine at one point. And that's yeah, what I nine. remember being like, you better stop playing. Get serious. Yeah, he's he's gunning for a pod spot in that rookie ladder. He's trying to climb up. It's not going to happen, though. Yeah, it isn't. Yeah, I was going to say, no, pods is, he should at least be, is he at least top five yet? Because yeah, they've been, he was fourth. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's probably going to stay at fourth, but probably let's yeah. stay at fourth. Don't don't dip down. We want that first team. That's impressive, though, when you consider yeah. he's like um, ranked at nineteen. I've been doing a lot of pods research lately. <laughs> 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 yes, I'm going to plug myself because I'm really really excited. Um, if anyone tuned into Warriors pregame today. If you did not realize that there was a segment on Pajimski, um, and it started with a video essay um, narrated by yours truly. Narrated and written by yours truly. So, Damn. Damn. Right and credit. Bro, you ain't know that I wrote it, Justin? No getting them oh, right and credit. <laughs> so, no, for real, like all jokes aside, I was actually super um, nervous but like the finished product I was really pleased with. And I got to give a shout out to Matt Ortiz, um, one of the production assistants who put that together for me. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously we collaborated on it, you know, but um, I really just sent him a recording <laughs> and I sent him some supporting stuff and, you know, he brought me something that I could, you know, rock with, and then we just tweaked it from there. So um, we actually still have a little bit of further tweaking to do, but um, it will be available on NBC Sports Bay Area's website and YouTube tomorrow on Friday. I don't have a time yet, but it will be there and it will be there ahead of the Rising Stars game. So I'll tweet that out. I'll post it on Instagram, share it, but y'all go check it out. Um, I hope you like it. I hope you like it. I liked it. I felt good about it. I was really proud of it. There you have it. You should it. be. Can we get Can't some confetti? wait. Can we get some confetti going? <laughs> Ooh, let's see. There we go. Thank oh, you. For me. My first <laughs> video essay. Yay. Hopefully more to come. Just a minute, exactly. Um, 
but yeah, back to I mean Brandon's just great. I don't know how much you can say about him. I'm gonna have to update the video anyway because he had another 10, 5, and 5 game. Um just killing it. He has the highest total plus minus on the team. <laughs> like substantially higher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is crazy for a rookie. I mean, we know plus minus isn't everything, but when you consider that both Steph and Draymond are kind of like always leaders or at the top and plus minus for him to like overtake them, you yeah. know? Um, and I mean, I think Chris Paul is up there. He's actually another um, plus minus person. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of myself too, because I complimented him in the video essay. So. Chris Paul. <laughs> it's the little things, right? Yeah, you got a you got a point god reference. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's actually worth Big. two compliments. Big. Big. <laughs> <Yeah>. Huge. <laughs> nah, but bro. So I mean, but Pots has just been amazing, you know. Um yes. It's going to be, I mean, I hate to keep always looking past it this season, but it's just, it's going to be interesting to see next year. I feel Mm -hmm. like, I feel like by next year, he's definitely going to work himself into the starting lineup. I do. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see how they move forward. And, you know, if Kerr sticks with this, he may have done it this year, but I, I still feel like, I just feel like the starting lineup, I don't know when he's going to solidify it. You have to um at some point but i think that we're gonna see a change again um but i would say i guess the positive in that is that they played a few different starting lineups so if they need to switch it up you know in the postseason then they they've they've played a few different versions of it yeah i mean just build matchup dependent right I think so. I mean, I think for the most part, if everyone's playing at their normal level, then the one that they've been rocking with is pretty matchup proof. But like pods in there, you've seen the numbers with that with that lineup. Um, I like to see it a little bit against like certain levels of competition and a bigger sample size. But yeah, just having reps with all these different pl- uh, players and combinations is only going to help because you build that chemistry. You understand what players are going to be. And all that type of stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Um, any more on the games? Either one, Utah or the um, Clippers. Justin, I heard but have not seen it yet that you did a pretty nifty thread um, mm-hmm. on the Clippers game. So, are there any are there any big takeaways? Same ones. Play Trace and Moody. <laughs> <laughs> Moody. Um, other than that, I mean, I guess speaking to that that lineup, I think you know against bigger teams like the, the Clippers aren't a huge team, but they're big on the wing. Like they have a lot of athleticism and stuff like that. Like it's really hard for the Steph and Pods backcourt to survive defensively against those type of teams. Like late in the game, it was just like pick and roll. Zubac is rolling and pods or Steph has to help on that role and close out to Norman Powell in the corner or Amir Coffee, and they're just cashing threes because they're not getting out there fast enough. So 
that can be problematic. Um, and then both, neither one of them are guys that's going to stick in front of elite ball handlers, you know, one-on-one late in game. So you got to deal with that and you got to deal with the other one. It's the same thing with Steph and Chris Paul. It's like one of them is going to be picked on and the other one's going to have to make multiple rotations in the same possession where it's like they're at an athletic disadvantage and a size disadvantage already. So it could be problematic against certain teams, but that's the only outside of playing Moody and Trace Moore. That's the only takeaway that I came with. Okay. So, Karima, anything from you on the two games tonight or the Clippers last night? That Clippers one was just, ugh. That I I really thought that they were going to win that. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, you know, get the bad taste out of their mouth from the last time they played played them. And, yeah, no Kawhi or whatever, but they were doing all the right things. They even got Paul George fouled out. Like, they were doing the right things until they weren't. And it was just like, this is happening. Why is this happening? Not now, not now. All this good work out the door. So I'm just, I'm just glad we're over 500. That was the goal to be over 500, to stack some wins. We did that. And so now I'm just looking forward to this break and for us coming back and sticking with the stacking the wins, playing good basketball, and actually, I think, working on our two-minute drill and closing out a game. Like, <laughs> and please, people, work on your free throws. Nasty work. Work on your free throws because we did, we only got there a few times, but we can't miss those. We've got to be making them on a more consistent basis. Granted, we don't get there a lot, but work on those. Okay. That's it. are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Well, <clears throat> gonna wrap relatively um, quickly, but I just um, want to run two more things by you guys really quick. Let's start with the latest rumors and that the Warriors tried to uh, acquire, um, they looked into getting LeBron James on the team. Um, I, one, would like to know what you guys' initial thoughts are when you first heard that news, because I personally found it disgusting. (laughs) Um, I thought it was nasty, nasty, nasty business. Um, I was truly sick to my stomach, um, and aggravated just a range of emotions because, um, why? Just why? Why and why is Draymond begging this man to come to our team? Um, And why was that information released a week after the trade deadline? Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I think it's funny, all the LeBron um, fans and stands being like, oh, Steph, because one, Steph's name was never mentioned in the article. Um, I don't think a trade of that magnitude obviously could be made without Steph buying into it. But I also feel like it was very strategic in that his name was not mentioned anywhere in the article, right? It was Draymond text to do this. He did this. He did that. LeBron's not interested. Lacob called, but there's just, there was literally no mention of like Steph's name. Um, and I also think it's funny too, how they try to like pretend like LeBron hasn't said before, like, Oh, he'd want to play with Steph because remember when Steph was asked about it, he's just like, think that's necessary or whatever however he phrased it so it's just like your boy put that out into the universe first before anything so on the one hand you could say look it's their responsibility to to do you know their due diligence but I just find it ridiculous that like LeBron James is the player they were going after right and people like to me I think people are very unrealistically caught up in Aside from the fact that it just disgusts me and I don't want to hear all the, oh, they had to beg for LeBron, blah, 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 bullshit. I just, like, the team does not need another old guy. I'm sorry. Even if it's LeBron James and he's very good. Because Draymond talked about this. These young guys are carrying them. Legs. All of these things. Like, LeBron James needs Anthony Davis to carry him on nights, right? So... I mean, if if the case is that, well, because you have him and staff, neither one of them have to do too much, maybe, but he's not he's not gonna be cheap. You'd be gutting and losing some depth to get him. And like he's not in his prime anymore. He's still excellent on certain nights, but we know he cannot do that like consistently, repeatedly. So now you're still just putting more pressure on staff who's an older player to carry like a bigger load. I just, it doesn't make sense to me, Justin, please help me understand. <laughs> yeah. It was nasty, nasty work. Um, <laughs> clutch fighting. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's clutch. This clutch. I mean, it's very, like you said, very coincidental. The Warriors are surging, you know, got a nice little win streak going. They're like, let me just drop this little nugget in here to kind of disrupt some, some of the frequency they got going. Is that what you think? I saw a lot of people saying that as a, um, Potential theory. Is that what you think? It could be. I mean, you think LeBron leaked it, right? You think it leaked from LeBron's camp? I do. Kind of like, it was and Ramona. So we know Ramona covers the Lakers, but Woj, I think Woj is more of the... So it's interesting, because actually Woj and LeBron, I actually don't think fuck with each other. I'm not sure. I always see Lakers fans saying it, but I always forget. Isn't Woj the one who like is more the the organization contact, and Shams is more the player contact? Or do I have that reversed? I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, either way, nasty work. Um, as far as LeBron and the Warriors, like. I mean, the ceiling is obviously very high, but like you said, you, you've gotten so much depth and like you're running a risk of one of those guys getting hurt. And now you're just kind of shit out of luck, kind of like with the Lakers. It's like they need LeBron and AD to be perfect for them to even be close to being good. And, you know, 
Yeah, it's just not a, a done deal. It's not like a guarantee at this point in his career that he's going to be able to stay healthy and all this type of stuff. And it's like, it's the Warriors and LeBron. Like, we already got Chris Paul. We don't need no more. Exactly. Like, let's just bring James Harden and fucking Blake Griffin on the team. Like, let's just, you know, let's just bring all the ops on the team at this point, right? Like, it's, it's certain things called, like, franchise integrity and stuff like that. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you've already compromised that by bringing Chris Paul in there. So, like, let's just, you know, let's not go completely overboard. Like, and I'm not oh. even a LeBron hater. Like, I'm not even, like, typical Warriors fan level of LeBron, like, disdain. But it's like, that's you better than this. You above us. No, I'm not. I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not. <laughs> but, nah. No, Braun. We good off Braun over here. We, I mean, it's cool to watch them in the All-Star game sometimes. It's going to be cool to watch them in the Olympics, but they don't need to play for the same NBA cool. franchise. I, mean, I didn't even like that, and I hate now that it's back <laughs> to West. They didn't play together. Like, the one time it happened, everybody was, like, you know, having orgasms over them being on the court together. I was like, this is nasty. I hope it yeah. never happens again. The All-Star yeah, game I didn't like a it game, though. I, I, I didn't like it either. Jeez. I was really still Jeez. like, ugh. Why did he pick him? You know, <laughs> well, I knew, I knew he was. He's so well, me too. Him. I was so, so thirsty. Um, yeah, but I'm with you. I think this was all clutch, clutch stuff happening because it's always clutch, um, muddying the waters per use. But uh, look, they'll have their time to play together, like Justin said, on the Olympics team. That's it. That that's where you can play with Stephen Curry. There you go. In the Olympics, that's it. But like Nat said, you do your due diligence. Hey, is he available? Let's pick up the phone. Let's call. Let's ask. Let's see. But again, Curry's just gonna be carrying another old man. <laughs> like, why? Why? Unnecessary unnecessary and then i have to hear from laker folks just like oh see see your boy wanted to be that oh my gosh disgusting i hate it i was just like why this was so unnecessary yet we should not be surprised nasty podmon podmon shout out to podmon no why he on the he on the screen what is he doing he was like I don't even know. I was still trying to figure out what was he saying, but I was cracking up because I was like, I don't know what dude is saying, but dude. listen, he kept he kept himself together just enough. So I was like, all right. Oh, that what we're all right. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm talking about it in the Clipper game. He still he kept well, he was listen, calling Paul George a P-word. I ain't know what he was saying, but all I know is <laughs> he ain't get thrown out. And things could have got real testy, but he maintained. <laughs> his therapy you was know. creating a better help account and then just never using it. That's, I think that's what his therapy was. Listen, uh. he could have really gone off with Pumley, you know, <laughs> taking out pods like that. Yeah, that's true. But, but he didn't. He didn't go off. So that was clown Look, behavior gross. from Pumley. Yeah, that was. All right. That's why I'm really mad that they did not win that game. But we we move. Okay. That's right. So the final, the final thing I just want to talk to you guys about is All Star. 
game, Steph, we talked about, we touched on it a little bit. He's going to be coming off the bench. Um, I'm curious to see if he ends up playing like a bench player, meaning minutes. I want him to. Like I want him to. I know you said that. Or utilize, <laughs> um, you know, more like a starter. But the to me, the real treat of the weekend is, is Steph versus Sabrina. Um, I, I would like to know from your perspective, Justin, because um, there's been a lot of conversation around the rules and, you know, she's apparently going to shoot from like the NBA three-point line. Um, the moment it was released, you know, that this competition was happening, she tweeted and said she's going to do that. She feels like her range is that anyway, because she shoots way beyond the W line. So um, that's what she's opted to do. Um we also know, like, I mean, the ball will be smaller. There's some differences with the WNBA. That being said, I just wonder, and Karima, you know, I just wonder, is this something, because I don't want her doing that just because she feels like people are not going to, like, they're going to delegitimize, you know, like, let's say she were to win. It was like, oh, well, she's not shooting from here. But I don't feel like she should have to make it harder, like, for herself. Right. I feel like she's going to do it anyway, but I don't feel like she should, right? Some people have said, well, he should just actually move back to, you know, the woman's line and make it so that way she still has. But I just think they both should just play from each other's lines. Like, yeah. I don't see what, I think the original setting and rules are fine. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, how she would do it in a W three-point contest or in a W game, have that line, have that ball, whatever, and then he does the NBA line and NBA ball. I think it's pretty, pretty fair considering those are the the lines and the balls that they use 90, 99.9% of the time anyway, 100% of the time. So, like, why are you changing stuff like that? I mean, I get why they did it. Like you just said, they try to, you know, I guess cut out some of the negative discourse is going to come from it if something – if she were to beat him or something like that. Like, and she can still beat him, but, like, that's just – I don't know. I oh go ahead Justin. No, I was just saying it's very clearly like because people just are not good people. So they're just gonna talk about it a certain way regardless. So they gotta like do little things to I guess limit how much people talk shit about it. Well the thing is is that she set the record shooting from the WNBA line and everybody bugged out and freaked out and was like, yo, you just beat Stephen Curry's record. Yeah, 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 yeah. So why now that they're going to go head to head, why is it that now she's decided I'll shoot from his line? You know, what up? Let's put the money on the table. She, she said it herself first before it was even, you know, brought up with what are the rules going to be for this competition. I just think that even though she said that she would, I still think she should shoot from her spot. He shoots from his, like the NBA, they don't have to go along with it just because she said she would. It's like, great. That's a nice gesture and everything, but you broke the record shooting from where you shot. He broke, you know, he had, he set his record shooting from where he shoots. So mm. that's how it is and that's how it should be done. So, you know, but that that's fantastic that she's, you know, putting even an extra layer on top of her to try to, you know, 
keep her record intact because he's chasing her record. Facts. So, wow. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going with Steph, but I'm looking forward to it nonetheless. Same. Same. Oh, well. Are we putting money on it? No, I'm just kidding. Totally kidding. No, 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 no. All right. Well, this has been fun. Fun times. I got to get some sleep after multiple days of staying up late. So, um, but it was worth it. Video essay. Check it out. Plugging it now. Look out for it tomorrow. Um, but yeah, the Dobbs are one game over 500. That's the, the takeaway. And they're looking to come back hot um, after this all 50 wins? 50 wins? Maybe. Still possible. Still possible. <laughs> Always a chance. <laughs> all right, y'all. We appreciate you tuning in with us. Always. Oh, we're getting some stuff. We're getting some stuff. Maybe not. Because I can Doesn't never get it right. You. It only respects respect, Justin now. Only respects Justin now. You know, your thumbs are like this. They have little, to be like that. Oh, look at Justin. Immediately. You know what you got to do. See? <laughs> F y'all. Um, <laughs> listen, thanks for tuning in with, with us, y'all. We appreciate you. Um, we'll probably do a mailbag over the break. Um, but we do appreciate y'all tuning in. Make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you are following on Twitter and Instagram at Golden Spaces Pod. Um, give us a rating. Five stars only. Give us a positive review. We'd appreciate it. Tell tell people about it. Tell Tell your friends, your family, share it. Let them know how wonderful Golden Spaces Pod is. And especially with the addition of Karima. So, we appreciate you. Go Dubs. And until next time, take care, y'all. Peace.